You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life. What is the meaning of sanctification? Well, you know, Steve, it sounds like such a big mouthful, you know, of a religious jargon, so to speak, you know, sanctification. But, but in truth, last week we were talking about what it means to follow me. What, what does it really mean when Jesus said to his disciples to follow me? And the answer was to become like me over a, process, a period of time. With Jesus, these guys put down their nuts, and for three and a half years they followed Christ. They became like Christ, not, not, you know, by nature, they, but they were becoming more like him in preparation for them going out into the world. And it, so that's essentially what this is about. It, it is uh, not heavily religious, but it's a way of living. It, it, the, it answers the question, what now? I, I, I trust my, my life in Christ. Is this the end game? And for many, they think it is. And that's the purpose of this question. It's just the beginning of what it means to have a new life in Jesus. And, you know, before believing and relying on the truth that Jesus Christ died and rose for our sins, the truth is we lived for self-pleasure and self-glory. And as followers of Christ, our behavior as Christians should bear witness to our standing before God. You know, we're no longer of this world. And we're now children of God, children of the creator, you know, of the one who loves. And we're called to be separate from the world uh, in that we are not to adopt the world world's moral standards or live like godless people, well, we are to be more like Jesus, that light, uh, you know, and it's called sanctification, through which little by little, day by day, we learn by choice, by choosing um, to allow Jesus to take over every area of our life, by the way we think, by the way we love, by the way we treat our enemies. It's, it's this, just the power of the Holy Spirit coming alive in our lives and saying, in the midst of the darkness, the floods, the protests, we can be light and we have to stand firm in our faith. That's the process of sanctification. You know, I never really thought about this before this question today, Nancy, but um, when we look at Jesus, when he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, that tells us something yeah. about sanctification, too. Share more about that. Yeah, you know, Jesus' prayer in the Garden uh, centered on how his disciples had become sanctified. There's that word again, through the word of truth, through truth. And Jesus is, you know, you know he is the word. In the beginning was the word. This is Jesus. And Jesus was now prepared to do what he came to do, to die for the sins of the world, the past, present, and future. It, his time had come. And I love John 17. I think it's so precious when he has a conversation with God about his love for his followers, for his disciples. And this includes all of us, by the way. And it says this in John 17. I have given them your word, talking about his disciples, and the word has, and the world has hated them 
because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I don't ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. And as you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself that they also may be, there's this word again, sanctified, set apart in truth. I don't ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word and that they might be one just as you, just as you, Father, are in me and I am in you, that they also might be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. This beautiful prayer that not only for his disciples, but for all believers, that God would sanctify us, protect us, set us apart, so we could have that voice in a very sick, broken world. Nancy, let me say this, that there is only one who actually was perfect, right? And that person is Christ. The process of sanctification is intended to conform us to the image of Christ, that we become more Christ-like, but yet we will never achieve that perfection. And it's difficult to go through this process sometimes. And if we can't reach perfection and fully become like Christ in this life, why is this process even necessary for us? Yeah, it's painful, like you said, Steve. I mean, most of us are stubborn and, and we have you know, our patterns of thinking and this and that and the other, and all of a sudden crashes into our life, this amazing God who says, I want you to be like like me. And, you know, um, this is the thing. It is painful. And we turn from self to connecting with God, not only connecting with, but becoming more like him. And all believers become God's children when they believe. That is just a position that that God gives us. But no human can reach pure sanctification in this life ever until Christ returns. So uh, it's, it's a race that we're running that we won't cross the finish line until, you know, until we die. And, the, and when we're with Christ and, and carried up to heaven with Christ. But until then, our call is to separate ourselves from anything that does not glorify God, you know. And the word of God has to become our truth, which is difficult because in this world, there is no truth. Everybody's own opinion, according to the atheist, is truth. So, uh, but scripture is so clear. First Corinthians one thirty: you are in Christ. You who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption. And then in Hebrews 10, and by that we have, we will have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. So it's, it's just this beautiful thing. When we believe our sanctification continues going, you know, just because we've been forgiven of our sins does not make us perfect or even close to it. You know, the only perfect thing that we have in us is the Holy Spirit. And but we have become positionally righteous. God sees us as righteous. We still sin, of course. We sin, 
but our righteousness is our standing before God because he has died and forgiven us of our sins. He cannot have fellowship with sin, so he dies, pays that price, and and stamps us as being his children who are forgiven, and therefore we can we can have fellowship with him. But oh, we we continue to sin, and I know many people, uh, you know, out there say, oh no, once we become Christians, we we don't sin. Oh, trust me. And at First John uh, one ten. If we say we've not sinned, we make him a liar. And his word is not in us. So, yes, we sin. But there's hope. I mean, there's hope for everyone. We're talking about sanctification, the process of becoming conformed to the image of Christ. And this is a journey, Nancy. It is a journey. But why do we sometimes feel like it's just all over the map? Is it normal that this process uh, I know what I know what Scripture says about God drawing, uh, you know, straight lines out of those crooked paths. But it feels like we're just all over the map in this process. Is that normal? Well, it's normal and probably necessary from God's point of view. If it were easy, we'd just get bored with it. You know, if something's too easy, you know, we walk on. But no, it, it's it is the challenge of all life is to be conformed. Uh, to the, to the image of God as to who he is and kindness and love and gentleness and respect and all of that. But, you know, I mean, you, you read the news. I was listening to your, your talk on this chaplaincy thing with the atheist group. You know, it just makes your blood boil. So how do we handle this, you know, uh, uh, in a Christ-like fashion? And that's the thing. How do we do life? Uh, when we're being conformed to the image of God, we are image bearers. What does that mean? We're representing God in all of life. In saying no to the flesh, oh my goodness. I mean, you know, going on a diet and saying no to your favorite foods is, is difficult, but being transformed uh, from the flesh to, to an attitude, to a life of following Christ through the Holy Spirit, is impossible without God, and it is not easy. There's nothing easy about it because our flesh wants to lash out, and uh, God says, no, this is not what I've called you to do. You know, Second uh, Peter 3.18, grow in the grace, there it is, in knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and the day of eternity. Amen. This idea that the glory of God, to him be the glory as we live. And you're talking about atheism. I, I, I think we ought to use that as our question of the week next week. What does it mean to be an atheist? Are they, is this a religion? And uh, because it is, it's making self the center. And this is a call to die to self and, and uh, live and work and commune with God. And then it says in Philippians 1, 1, 6, when Paul writes, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. That gives us a hint. It isn't easy and it is not going to uh, be accomplished until we are with Jesus personally. And then John 17, as we, as we just read earlier, I love this. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them 
and for their sake I consecrate myself, that they might also be sanctified in what? In self? No, in truth. And we are to be truth bearers. We're to be seekers of truth. And I, again, it's not a straight road. It's not this super highway. Um, <clears throat> no, it's a path that it's a narrow path. Christ talks about that too in the scriptures. Uh, narrow is the path that leads to life. And we have to choose. This is not feelings. This is a choice that we have to make. Moment by moment, you know, as we press toward the goal, you know, this pressing on is something that God has called us to do, you know, until that day. In Colossians 3, 4, again, when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. This great finish line uh, leads us to eternal life with God, where there is no suffering. There are no atheists to, to argue with. There, there is no evil, you know, and we will be at that point like him, for we shall see him as he is. That's First John 3, 2. So scripture leads us down this path if we look at it and we believe it. This is a process, but, you know, if there's a finish line, we can do it. The problem is so many Christians are wandering down these crooked paths, wondering what's up and why isn't God more faithful? God is saying, press on. I am with you. There is a finish line. And we're going to press on toward that finish line, which is meeting Christ face to face. That's it. And the struggle then will be over. So then final question if there is a finish line, then that means surely, Nancy, the day is going to come when we will finally be able to not sin, right? Absolutely. We won't even think of it. And this is good news. There is no, no stress. You know, uh, Kelly, your blood pressure will drop immensely when <laughs> you know we don't have to put up with all this stuff, you know, and everybody will be kind. And I, I don't even, I, to be honest with you, I can't even imagine. And maybe this is a good <laughs> crescendo to this question. First Thessalonians 5.23, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept uh, blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. What God is saying in Scripture, hang on, come on, it's worth it. It's 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 worth loving uh, those who are lost. It's it's worth all that God sends us to, because in the end, in the end, we'll look back and say, "Ah, oh, you were with me all the time," and this has certainly been worth it. What I thought was difficult journey, uh, it is worth it. It is so worth it. And so we need to get together with one another and encourage each other. Don't give up. Let's just keep going. All right. All right. Well, that is our biblical worldview question of the week. Nancy, where are people going to find information about Anchors Away Ministries? Well, anchorsaway.org. Come visit us. All of our questions that we've done for so many years now are, are there. For the, You can go there. You can ask a question, and, and it's right there. When you go to our website, it's right there, question of the week. And you can have access to all the answers of these questions. Plus, you can sign up to go online and, and go through our, our biblical worldview 
course. So we would love to have you and guide you through that. Yeah. So come see us. All right. That's where you're going to find it, anchorsaway.org. And if that is uh, a little tough to remember, go to kellyandsteve.org under the resources tab. Mm-hmm. You'll find Anchors Away always there 24-7. You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life.